Most of us living in North America scoff, even laugh when it comes to the dark side of pagan religions, demons, Satan. We spurn the concept that evil abounds in a fallen world. And in the Western Hemisphere, darkness still reigns in Cuba. I'll never forget my second trip to Haiti, meeting a Baptist missionary who taught in a Christian school. You arrive in Haiti, you awake, you go to bed with the voodoo drums sounding in your ears. That teacher criticized voodoo, and a week later, living in the safety of a mission compound, she arrived home one afternoon to find the warning sign of a bloody, decapitated head on a horse on the bed where she and her husband slept. In Cuba, the West Africa darkness of Santeria is practiced by an estimated 70% of the population, even though 40% would tell you they aren't religious. But praise God, revival continues. One by one, more meeting Christ. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here today we're continuing in a series called Together for Cuba. And join us as he has been all week on the program, the speaker of our Spanish language program that reaches all of Cuba, called El Faro de Redención. Could I even call you Mr. Cuba? But whether I could call you that or not, welcome, Dan Morton. It's great to be here, Charles. Thanks. Well, Dan, I started the program, and I mentioned going to bed, getting up, and hearing those distant drums continuing to beat a voodoo. It's a Western religion. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I know voodoo has its roots in West Africa, but Cuba has Santeria. So let's just talk a little bit about that West Africa religion. It's a little bit different from voodoo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet its roots are also in the darkness. Spiritual warfare, we might even say. Talk to us a little bit about it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. In Cuba, there are many... Uh, false religions that have their roots in West Africa religion, uh, having come over during the time of slavery. Uh, Santeria is kind of a blanket term, but it's not monolithic. Uh, It really is a false gospel. I've learned as I've worked in Cuba that it sort of reminds me of some religions where you might just add Jesus to the pantheon of gods and not really see any competition between the two. Uh, Santeria can kind of be like that. You know, someone may be practicing Roman Catholicism and parallel alongside with that practicing Santeria. Uh, but it really is a false gospel that people turn to looking for hope uh, in a very desperate situation in Cuba. Santeria promises power and provision and protection, uh, but it really doesn't come through with any of those things. People are in incredible darkness when they practice this, and people speak of the incredible darkness that they even feel as they try to leave Santeria. It's a religion that says will offer hope to desperate people, but it offers no hope at all. Well, and as a point of information, not being a Spanish speaker myself, when when I read that word, Santeria, or Santeria, as you properly pronounce it more, excuse my Spanish accent, <laughs> I hear the word Satan. But mm. what, what does Santeria really mean, uh, translated into English? Well, it does sound like our English word Satan, but it really comes from this uh, word santo, which means uh, saint, uh, this idea of holiness. And so it's 
quite interesting. You know, it says in the name Santeria, it has this idea of holiness uh, or of, of saints, and, and we could go into more of that. But, but it really is quite the opposite. It, it is something that is of the powers of darkness. So to think Satan when you hear Santeria, while it may not be the, the background of the word, it's not too far off the truth. Mm. And, you know, one of the things we've been talking about this week is contrasting what is our foundational points in most of North America, and then we've been contrasting that with Cuba. Uh, How would you compare Cuba with Santeria to North America? And the differences. Well, I think the impulse there is the same, isn't it? With the prosperity gospel, for example, that's so prevalent in North America, uh, people are longing for provision and longing to have things be made easy. Uh, You know, when you're in a desperate situation and then a message uh, is offered to you that would say, hey, this will offer you healing and peace and security and everything now. Uh, you know, that's, that's very appealing. And I think in Cuba, where uh, people are longing, we talked about earlier in the week of the gospel of emigration, the, this idea culturally that the good news would be to get out. Uh, Santeria offers a way out of hardship, uh, but in the end, it really doesn't deliver from hardship. We could even say it's demonic, which mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan, I think we ought to share some specific stories out of Cuba. Mm-hmm. One or two, mm-hmm. whatever we have time for, uh, we'll do that. But first, why don't we open now with a song in both English and Spanish, the English by Casting Crowns and the Spanish by a group called Samaritan Revival. I think you'll recognize if we've ever needed you. Hear our cry, Lord, we pray, our faces down, our hands out. Cold ourselves, we turned away, we've turned away. Con fe quebrantada, y dolor se eleva, hacemos el bien ante nuestro. 
Te necesitamos hoy Más que nunca Más que nunca Desesperados por tu ayuda Alcanzar tu mano Alcanzar tu mano Alcanzar tu mano You're listening to Haven Today, Together for Cuba. I'm Charles Morris with my brother in Christ, Dan Warren. He's the director of our Spanish programming in El Faro de Redención, which goes into Cuba and a lot of other places. But we started it to minister into Cuba. And Dan, I said a few minutes ago that I think it would be good if we actually shared some first-person stories of people getting out of the darkness of a West African religion and coming into the light of Christianity. I know you've got a number of stories. Can you share one at least with us right now? Sure, Charles. Uh, This first story we want to share is from Christian Ortega. Uh, We shared his testimony on El Fado, and it was uh, it really was impactful for listeners. Uh, he went to church as a child, but he was sexually abused. Uh, he fell into a lot of uh, promiscuity and addiction with drugs and homosexuality even, uh, and also turned to idolatry to try to ease the pain of what he was feeling. Uh, he, he turned to Santeria. When he was a young man, he suffered an overdose, and he even considered taking his own life. Uh, but, but a Christian friend that he knew in the past, um, they, they became reacquainted, and he encouraged him to repent and pray and give his life to Jesus. So Christian uh, prays for forgiveness, and Christ changed his desires in an instant. It doesn't always happen that way, but he no longer desired any of these things. He desired Jesus. He was totally transformed by Christ. <laughs> Again, that was Christian Ortega sharing his testimony of being totally transformed and rescued out of the darkness of Santeria into the light of Jesus. Mm. Dan, it's always encouraging to me, and I know everybody, to hear how the gospel of Jesus Christ can still transform a life, uh, even in the darkness of Santeria. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dan, you hear stories like this all the time. You put them on El Fado, don't you? We do. All of us on El Fado are so blessed to not only share the gospel uh, and teaching uh, the scriptures on El Fado, uh, but we also have created this space for believers in Cuba to have an opportunity to encourage one another on the air. And a lot of times that's through their personal testimonies. And this week, I want to invite every Haven Today listener to be part of this blessing of sharing Christ into the darkness of Cuba so that one by one, more and more, and it's happening, and it will happen even more with your help. Will you join us in helping the Lord's work 
to lead people into the light of the gospel through El Fado de Redención. We need to raise $50,000 to cover the cost of broadcasting to all of Cuba through the end of this year. Whether you can send us whatever, $10 or $500 or $10, your gift will make an eternal impact on this Caribbean island nation and even the far-flung reaches of the Spanish-speaking world. So would you call us after the program? Would you pray about it? Would you make the gift that the Lord lays on your heart out of the provision he has provided you and just tell us you want it to go to Cuba? 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can also go online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Now, Dan, we've told the story of a man named Christian getting out of Santeria. You want to share one more story for us, and then we'll take a moment to turn to the Bible together. Sure. I'd like to share the story of a man named Andy Medina. Uh, Andy was born into a family that practiced Yoruba, which is a a term associated with these West African religions. Uh, He never saw positive things uh, happen practicing this in his family. It really fostered a lot of fear in his life. And a family friend shared the gospel with Andy, uh, with his whole family. And his whole family came to faith in Christ. And when they did, it's so amazing to hear this story over and over, just like you see in the book of Acts. Uh, They put away their idols. They burned all of the Santeria paraphernalia, and they turned to Jesus. Recuerdo que a la semana eh, hablamos con los pastores, nos asistimos de todos esos ídolos, de todas esas... And when they turned to Jesus, we just heard from Andy that God brought physical healing to his family. It's so amazing to see how the Lord is rescuing people out of the darkness into light. That is so encouraging to me. And how can we not think of stories coming out of the New Testament where people were delivered from darkness into light, people who were into pagan religion, maybe fortune-telling. We read about the young girl delivered Mm, in the book mm -hmm, of Acts. mm -hmm. Uh, But on a broader scale, the Apostle Paul talked about this in one of his letters to the church in Ephesus. And, of course, I'm thinking about Ephesians 6. And there in that chapter, of course, it talks about the relationship between children and parents. It talks about bond servants and masters. But then we get to that wonderful section which talks about living in a fallen world, living with darkness Mm. around Mm -hmm. us. Sometimes Mm -hmm. in North America, we don't even think about the darkness that is still here. A few Mm. of us do, but most of us, most of the time, Mm -hmm. don't. Uh, Why don't we just share from the armor of God and, and what Christians are called to put on by the Apostle Paul and the Holy Spirit speaking to us today and not just to first century Christians in Ephesus getting that letter. Uh, I think we ought to read a few of those verses just to remind us of what we're talking about. You want to share that with us, Dan? Sure. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belts of truth buckled about your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And Dan, let me just stop you there for just a moment. These are powerful words that Paul was giving to us. Words in the beginning, these ideas of a breastplate, a shield, a helmet, a sword, uh, that's coming from a Roman soldier. Paul was picking that up and taking Mm -hmm. it. But it gets even better when we reach verse 17 that you just are about to start. And how does this happen? How can we overcome evil? How can we break out of the darkness around us? And that's where 17 picks up. You want to just keep reading for us? 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And it really is God's Word that is changing lives in Cuba, rescuing people out of darkness. I think it's so important to see that this all leads to the Word. Where do we take up this armor from? Well, we take it up by putting our faith in Christ and learning of Him in His Word. And let me just keep reading there, too, uh, based on what you just said. We're to pray at all times in the Spirit, capital S. Once we've taken on that helmet of salvation... With all prayer, all supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. That's really important, Charles, because in verse 12 says that our struggle isn't against flesh and blood. It is, it's against these dark forces in the spiritual realm we've been talking about. And it's through the Spirit that we can combat these things and fight in the power of the Spirit. And it happens through prayer and the Word. Mm, I think with that in mind, just ahead of us hearing something from Fernando Ortega, Dan, you want to lead us in a quick prayer right now, not just for the darkness in Cuba, but for the darkness that we face too, where the rest of us are living. Absolutely. Let's pray for a moment. Father, we do recognize that evil and darkness doesn't exist just in a far off place, in a strange culture that maybe we're not familiar with, but we know what it is to face darkness in our own lives. We know what it is to face uh, this struggle that we, we just cannot overcome in our own strength by our own means. Lord, we need your help. We need to be fitted out with this uh, armor that we read of in Ephesians 6, and we need to always have our hearts turning to the Spirit in prayer. So we do that now. We ask that as we pray through the Spirit, that you would be with us, Lord, in this battle. You would be with everyone joining us today and also those in Cuba. Lord, make us able to stand on the truth of your word and in the strength of our King Jesus. Jesus, King of angels, heaven's light. upon this house tonight Let no evil come into my dreams Light a 
Let no evil come into my dreams. Let no dark angels come into our lives. Fernando Ortega, Jesus, King of Angels, here on this haven today and together for Cuba. There are 11 and a half million Cubans, but the country doesn't allow them to have Christian radio like you and I have. Wouldn't you like to partner with us? Wouldn't you like to be a part of carrying the gospel to Cuba through El Faro de Redención? Why don't you join us and be a missionary to Cuba by making a gift today? Dan Warren, it's not inexpensive to send our program from the island of Bonaire to the island of Cuba, is it? No, it's not cheap at all, Charles. That's very true. El Faro's original daily program broadcasts every night on a 500,000-watt transmitter hundreds of miles away from Cuba. 
Uh, to most people, that number doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's over five times more powerful than our strongest radio towers in North America. So its reach is very far, but it takes a lot of electricity to send that signal. And that's why we need to raise $50,000 to cover the cost of broadcasting to all of Cuba through the end of this year. And that's why this week, we're asking everybody listening today, many people have already responded this week. Thank you so much if you have. But if you haven't, would you respond and would you be a gospel partner with El Fado and with your Savior, Jesus Christ? Whether you can send 50 or 500 or 5,000 or whatever, pray about it before you call us. Help us reach 11 and a half million Cubans with good news of Jesus Christ. Help them to get out of darkness into the light of Jesus Christ. Your gift will have an eternal impact. And not just in Cuba, but to places all over the Spanish-speaking world. Why don't you call us right now and make your call after you've prayed to 865-HAVEN. That's 865-HAVEN. And if you wanted to but just didn't get to, for a gift to Haven today, we still have the very helpful Bible study resource called Reading the Bible Through the Jesus Lens by Dr. Michael Williams. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining Dan Warren and me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you? When again, we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Remember those claw machines that always seem to be in restaurants and bowling alleys? Put your quarter in and the claw springs to life. It was up to you and your joystick to grab a stuffed toy, but how many times did you succeed? I would think it was impossible if it weren't for one of my cousins who always walked away with the plushie he wanted. But even my cousin couldn't get every stuffed animal out of the machine. There was a limit. Always is. Well, except when it comes to God's generosity. He has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Nothing that we need is missing. We have spiritual blessings in Christ, every single one. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.